Hey, hey, it's another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are the, the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. Today we are discussing Minuto Numero 57. Bene, bene. 57. 50. 50. 7. 7. That's pretty easy. 57. 7. 7. Uh-huh. So you said that sounds easy. It's because the more you learn, the easier it gets. Oh, it's, it's like tr- living the air out of a balloon. Try this one. S-O-C-K-S. S-O-C-K-S. You just spelled socks, and now you're speaking Spanish, too. It's that easy. Oh, there's a Spanish, too, now? <laughs> I never even saw the first one. Anyway, we're talking about Minute 57 of The Godfather. Um, and Minute 57, it starts off with... Um, uh, the exterior of the Clemenza household. Mm-hmm. You see the kids playing in the driveway, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them has a little little electric car. Uh-huh. That's I guess uh, Tom oh. Hagen's like. That's a great idea. Yeah. Why don't you get one of those for Mike for Mikey's kids next uh, next movie? Do you uh, think Clemenza and Hagen collaborated on gifts? I think. Uh, I think. I think Tom Hagen just saw it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I bet Tom Hagen bought it used from the Clemenza family. Whoa. Because figure that takes place like 10 or 15 oh, yeah, years later. That's right. right. Yeah. And so uh, that's what I'm going to guess happens. It, it's almost as if, because Michael probably directed Hagen to get him a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And Hagen, of course, got busy because he, he's, although he has one client, he's pretty busy. Mm-hmm. And then Hagen, having only a few minutes left, he's like, oh, I need a gift. And Clemenza's family happened to be there. I was like, oh, take this little electric car. Uh, Anthony's outgrown it anyway. Something like that. <laughs> Well, they're getting kicked out of their house because remember uh, mm. they lived in the Don's old house, yeah. the Clemenzas. Yeah, that's true. Bad, but at least the stranger is not moving in. And then when the Clemenza had his heart attack, then yeah. the, oh, that's whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait! Are you trying to tell me that that was a heart attack? <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute! <laughs> wait, you're combining two different, <laughs> combining two different, uh, two different things. That would have been a great if, if Fredo says. Yeah, we were all we were all sad about that heart attack, and then Cheech says, "Wait, wait, wait, that was that was not a heart attack." And then Sonny says, "Wait, wait, 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 are you trying to tell me?" And then the Don cuts him. Don cuts him off. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting good. Turning yeah. into a labyrinth. Like, yeah. Turning into like a Barks Brothers routine. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so um, minute fifty-seven. Minute fifty-seven. Yeah, it mm-hmm. starts off the Clemenza house, and then we see um, Peter Clemenza saying goodbye to his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, gets in the car, has a short conversation with Paulie. Yeah. Well, this. So I'm uh, worried about her. His wife. Mm, okay. Mrs. Clement. Oh, we're into the analysis now. Well, I'm just going through. You know, as we go through. Okay, the, got it. Yeah. We always do that, don't we? We always just talk yeah, through I, it. Yeah, I think you t- you should give like an overall summary, and then we go back. Oh, to the okay. Yeah. No, we no. Can, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, we can. I remember doing the overall summary. Yeah. Okay. So basically. Uh, in this minute, uh, Clemenza says goodbye to his wife, mm-hmm. and then he gets in the car with Polly. Wait, wait, wait! What about <laughs> what about his wife? You're going to share some stuff about well, his now wife. Now I'm doing the okay. I'll go back to the other. <laughs> so then he gets in the car with Polly, and then mm-hmm. uh, they drive away. 
Yeah. That's basically okay, that well, thing. thank you. We're yeah. looking forward to next minute. Godfather minute, minute. Keep the gun. <laughs> Don't forget. Mrs. Clemenza. Mm-hmm. The actress. Ms. Clemenza. Ms. Clemenza. The actress is uh, named Ardell Sheridan. Hmm. And she does not sound Sicilian. She does not sound Sicilian. Mm-hmm. But you know who is Sicilian? Ooh. Her husband. Her husband? Who is um, her husband is Richard Castellano? Whoa! That's, that's not only is it Mrs. Clemenza, but it's Mrs. Castellano, the the wife of the actor there. Oh my gosh! So it works wow. on multiple levels. That's awesome. Um, oh, great! We get to see uh, you know Clemenza's wife. Isn't it great that she has a little cameo? But here's something I learned that when uh, they were starting Godfather Two, mm-hmm. his wife is said his wife insisted <laughs> that. She be allowed, Clemenza, uh, Castellano said, I'll take the part, but I, my wife has to be allowed to edit any of my dialogue. What? And Francis Forcopo was like, no, I can't do that. And that's why wait, he's wait, like, wait, okay, wait, I'm wait. not doing it. <laughs> wait, hold on. wait, 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 stop, stop the execution. Wait, are you trying to tell me <laughs> that Clemenza? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait, stop the execution. We got to break this down. Let's break it down. Are you trying to tell me? Well, first of all, what does that mean? Editing dialogue. That's what it said in the uh, in the Godfather Wikipedia. That what she do you wanna, think that means that like basically she could go over the script and any of his lines, she could change them and and basically rewrite them as to oh, how. Oh, so the actual writing, yeah, not choosing which takes. No, 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 the editing of the dialogue, not not of the not direct, not the movie, not directing okay. the movie part, but like when well, they are so, filming it. It's probably not in there, but what's your best guess as to why Clemenza insisted on that? Well, uh, I don't know. It's uh, the temptation is to think that it's a kind of like a Macbeth type thing where she's like, you're the you were the big star of that movie. You were Mm. the reason it became that whole leave the gun, take the cannoli. That was your Mm -hmm. line. You should be. Yeah. You know, you should be a bigger star. And he bought into it. So. So but why wouldn't he just insist that he gets to edit his dialogue. Because you said that it's his, he insists his wife gets to edit his dialogue. Yeah, well, is that know. a Macbeth thing too? I, I haven't read it since high school. Uh, yeah, I've been, just that she's the, she's the power, she's the, boss, the power yeah. hungry one. Okay. And, uh, wow. Not that he's not power hungry, but just that, sure. she, you know. Uh, That's really interesting. She only has one other acting credit, and mm. it's playing the wife of the super. <laughs> which you'll recall was um was richard castellano's solo project where he was like the they're basically remaking they're doing like an all in the family ripoff mm-hmm. where richard castellano was the archie bunker one bruno kirby was his uh like lazy son okay and um and so, so Clemenza's wife. Clemenza's Clemenza's played. wife plays the super's wife on the show. Oh, that's funny. So there's two different two different roles <laughs> where his real life wife has played his fictional wife. So uh, wow, she must not trust him around the set. My gosh, yeah, <laughs> on the set or in the films. Yeah. Uh, here's another oh, weird great. another weird thing about the super I learned today. Um, Rob Reiner was a producer of it. And it was an all in the family rip. And it was an all in the family like knockoff. Knockoff. Wow. Isn't that weird? That is weird. And Bruno Kirby was in Spinal Tap, directed by Rob Reiner. Yeah. So it's all sorts <laughs> of incestuous oh, comedy. Yeah, that's here. interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, it's odd that it's odd for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. that 
that Clemenza would insist that his wife edit his dialogue. <laughs> you would ask, not insist. You would mention yeah, well, that's, it, but insist. That's the worst part about it. If there's anything, anything we learn from these movies, to not in, don't insist. <laughs> ask nicely, but don't insist. Uh, yeah, so isn't that peculiar? Wait, wait, and is, so is that the primary reason why Clemenza was not cast for Godfather 2? Because Goebbels is like, I can't give you your wife rights. To That's that. what it said in the in the Godfather Wikipedia wow. page. It said that it she wasn't was, a money dispute or any other. I mean, who knows? Maybe he created a list of demands and yeah. that was one of the items mm-hmm. that was on it. I always heard it was money was the big uh, yeah. was the big dispute. But, yeah. uh, you know, it could be part and parcel of the same uh, it would be package. funny. Hey, maybe that can be one of our bonus contents is the list of demands the actors have in there, or they're just the contract mm-hmm. line items. Like in Clemenza's, for example, <laughs> you'd always have to watch the kids while you're backing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone on the set would have to. Wait, this is the actors? Yeah, demands? the actors. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, they're so into the characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like Bobby because, Duvall, because Richard Castellano was very concerned about like children's safety. So he's like, anytime there's a movie, I want to make a point of reminding people that kids can get hurt. So you should watch the kids when you're backing out. <laughs> and that's why that line's in Godfather yeah. 1. Oh, great. We always thought it was this great, just funny, and iconic you know, line. You know who came up with that? His wife. That's why she oh, was the one who got the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dialogue. He does say that quite a bit in the super, doesn't he? <laughs> Every episode, he's like, make sure that that. Or you take the door off that refrigerator because kids can get trapped in there. Hey, watch the elevator while the kids are coming out. Is it an apartment building in the super? I assume so. I picture it like good times. We'll have to, uh, we should look on the YouTube or something, see if there's mm. a, at least clips of it. Yeah. Maybe that can be some bonus content for at some point. So is it worth bonus content? We've talked about the actors slash characters contracts. We'll, we'll put it on the list. Okay. We'll put it on the list of, of potential yeah. topics. I'll write it down so we yeah. don't forget this time. It could be um, fun because I know earlier in a previous minute we talked about Bobby Duvall's cause clause uh-huh. and how in every <laughs> in every movie Bobby Duvall films he has to say the word cause or show cause and uh, <laughs> oh just cause that would be awesome twice. if we looked in like Apocalypse Now and other Robert Duvall movies oh, and we noticed man. that he does say show cause yeah maybe that could be a good topic that could be a good one all right let's 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 finish talking about this movie yeah. though before we start stampeding to the uh would they be called easter eggs so if we looked in apocalypse now and found bobby duvall saying cause uh, i don't know if it would count as an is easter that, egg what is an easter egg i would say it's something specifically put there as by the creators to like that you don't notice it at first Mm-hmm. And that you, when you make a point of noticing, you're like, oh, that's cool. Look, if you notice in the background, you'll see this kind mm-hmm. of thing. The fact that this was in several movies and the common thread is a character, that's a little bit different. Yeah, I would say yeah. It's, it's a different thing. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But we can we can explore it further okay. in the bonus content. All right. And you know, our listener, you can join us in the bonus content by going to godfatherminute.com slash support. Buck mm-hmm. show is all we ask, and mm-hmm. you can get uh, like what sometimes up to. What is our longest bonus content so far? Oh boy! I mean, there's uh, maybe forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. Yeah, or all at least fifteen minutes. I oh, at say. least yeah. The shortest is usually about half an hour, but uh, I feel like they get longer as we're going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pretty soon the bonus content is going to be like three times longer than the actual yeah. content of the show. So uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait! You you trying to tell me that <laughs> Tali's gonna? Record three times as much bonus content. And then we'll edit it all together into one oh. giant called the Godfather Minute Saga. Where oh, my gosh. All the and it'll be together. just as unlistenable as The Last, Last Dawn. Dawn. 
<laughs> Should we plug the sure, last? Sure. Why not? Yeah. So uh, we just recorded a bonus, bonus episode. Bonus card. We watched the last on last night with uh, Alex and I and our friend Ian France, uh, one of our guest speakers. We watched the last on, and we just recorded the bonus content analyzing it. And uh, if you want to access that bonus content, what is Alex? Is there a whole other tier of support you have to buy into? Yes, we haven't we haven't utilized it much very often uh, yet, but um, yeah. So um, it's our second tier mm-hmm. of support. Mm-hmm. Um, T i e r. Because if you yeah. watch the actual last Don, it will be T e a r and T i T i. T-I-E-R. And it'll be T-E-A-R if you miss out on it. So the bonus era deluxe level, you get these bonus contents, but make sure you're signed up for the Hollywood Big Shot level, mm. which is only a dollar more per month for your oh, pledge. It's nothing. So it's not like it's a huge thing, but mm-hmm. uh, we do plan on doing these standalone bonus episodes more frequently. So mm-hmm. I think it's only our second one we've done so far, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, stay tuned. We'll do some more. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, we thought we were going to start reviewing other uh, mob movies mm-hmm. on there. So uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, and just a little teaser. One of our next ones may be to talk about how all, Alex is going to write a screenplay of all the mob, big mob movies. Uh, a crossover. A crossover movie. Like the Infinity War of Mafia movies. Perfect. Yeah, that's Let's it. do it. So back to minute 57. Alex, I, it's getting pretty close. Just a couple minutes left. Oh let's boy. give our how many minutes are How many minutes left? Well, till what? Till, the, uh, till we don't see Polly no more. Oh, I was talking about I was talking about when we are introduced to Mo Green. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many minutes left till that? Oh, hundreds. Oh. Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. He's out in Vegas doing his thing. <laughs> well, let's give our listeners one or one more listen to the, the Cannoli, Cannoli Countdown. Countdown. So this is minute 57, mm-hmm. and I was looking ahead, cheating, Alex. Uh-huh. Paulie actually gets shot in 58, so next minute, but it's not until 59 when we hear the iconic line. And we see him for the last time in yeah. 59. We see him slumped over the, the steering wheel. So. so should we stick with 59 as being the demarcation We've come point? this far. We can't, we can't suddenly, unless you want to go back and edit it in all those other episodes. I might. All right, let's think about it. Yeah. Well then, I, you're the cannoli countdown uh, chef, so okay. I'll uh, I'll leave it to you as to whether you want to make this two minutes or one minute until the. Uh, Let's can- stick with fifty nine. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so two minutes left. Two minutes left. Two. Uh, it should get like faster as it gets to the end. Two <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> one <laughs> minute. <laughs> <left. laughs> <One laughs> minute. <laughs> <One laughs> minute. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, speaking of cannolis, this is the setting up the cannoli uh, scene mm-hmm. where uh, the um, conniving Mrs. Clemenza says, "Oh, don't forget the cannoli mm-hmm. when they're uh, <laughs> when they're getting in the car. Don't forget the cannoli and that that line item in your new contract." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't forget the cannoli. Oh, and leave the gun. Because <laughs> she'd be like, leave yeah. my gun. Uh, leave the gun. Remember the cannoli and change those lines. <laughs> well, I'd always heard. Well, we'll say, Archie, <laughs> change those lines. <laughs> Rob Reiner comes in. Um, so Clemenza gets into the car with Polly, and they have a pretty funny dialogue, I think. Well, the first thing that happens is uh, Rocco gets in the car. It's Rocco uh-huh. sitting, and he it sits is. in the back seat, and then Paulie says, "Oh, Rocco, uh, you're blocking the rearview mirror. Slide over there. Yeah, sit on may- sit on the other side. Yeah." And um, I was reading in the original in the script. It says mm-hmm. Paulie gets nervous that he's sitting behind him, and then he. he he flinches when he sees Rocco get behind him, which is why he wants him to sit mm-hmm. in the other thing. And I don't get that from the actor's performance as really to me he doesn't seem he doesn't seem nervous to me Polly, i picked up on it really yeah maybe because we've been talking up this yeah death for for over a year but definitely he's 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 got an expression of concern on his face well he even looks at clemenza after he says it well it's funny because the first time that i um i i will admit that a lot of times when i watch this movie i never i never really paid attention and pieced together like who was sitting where and which um so like if i let's just assume i didn't know this was paulie i would assume that the guy in the back seat was the guy who was gonna get killed really based on paulie being like because hey, he doesn't seem nervous uh, to me he seems oh. kind of like hey why don't you move over mm-hmm. a little bit like he's almost and then he looks at clemenza like right we're in on this thing together mm-hmm. like we're gonna mm-hmm. we're, okay you know, that's what it seems like yeah to me. i can see that especially considering the hammy acting he was when he was trying to pers- to show that he was sick yeah that's like true. now he's being very like closed yeah, you know, yeah he should be like dabbing his head with a I handkerchief know. and sweat I, pouring I think what's down most suspicious is that he's not sick yeah it's yeah. Considering it's like an hour later, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, feeling better." Feeling How better. long do you think it is? You think it's like the next day? Well, what does Clemenza say? Sonny's Sonny's going crazy. Yeah, so uh, he's like going find, crazy. Uh, he says, uh, "Want us to find a place on the west side?" Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I picked up on it. It's got to be the next day because oh, the very next day, Sonny wouldn't want him like. Being able yeah. to catch on and sneaking away, you know. But it is odd that Polly is all of a sudden all better. He's not sick anymore. Oh, Sonny's running wild. Sonny's running wild. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, he's blocking the mirror. And then mm-hmm. uh, Clemenza says, uh, we're going to 309 West 43rd Street. <gasps> That's a place Pete Godfather fans pilgrimage to. <laughs> well, uh, I went to when, as I was looking for it. I found a website that lists like all the filming locations in, uh-huh. uh, in the Godfather. They mentioned this. Um, it's still an apartment building. I don't uh-huh. know if it's the same one that was around at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clemenza says we're going there to uh, to get some mattresses. Or well, is he buying mattresses or to... I think he wants to first... He doesn't mention the mattresses first. He says he wants to find a place where they can all hide out. Right. And he says 309 West 43rd. Uh-huh. Uh, 
and something I never pieced together either until I was just reading the script is that uh, he, he Clemens is specifically doing this to distract Pauly mm-hmm. because he because uh, this is information that Pauly can sell to Salazzo. Yeah, by saying, "Oh, I know where the safe house is." Yeah, so that's in the book. I guess by Clemens telling him this, not only does he distract him from what their current mission is, but it creates the impression that they still trust him because he's telling them where they're going to go. Yeah. So, so that puts Polly at ease. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very clever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good cover story that that is in the book. Uh, it'll distract Polly because Polly is greedy. He may be thinking how he can sell the info. Yeah, exactly. That's Pauly's very clever greed. though, to come up with that. Oh, yeah. like, hey, make sure you mention where we're going. Do you think that was Clemens? It was, did Sonny tell him to do that? Was mm. that Clemens's own idea or did Clemens's wife write his dialogue <laughs> that line? Make sure you get the cannoli and tell him you're going to, to look for a place to hide in the mattresses. I should be writing this story. Watch the kids when you're backing out. Archie. They show it from a log shot, and there's all like other kids that have been run over over the years, like yeah. s- still like smushed <laughs> yeah. into the driveway. All skeletons. <laughs> and tell fish, I said hello. I always like that fish. Fish. See, I know Bernice. <laughs> oh, and it's also Paul. So Paulie's greed was foreshadowed earlier in the movie too, when he said, "Oh my God, if I could get into that wedding purse," mm-hmm. which, by the way, is not in the book. Oh, interesting. Uh, the wedding so purse. To... Or, or no, that was in the book. It definitely was in the book. Yeah. You're the expert. Hmm. Yeah. So the book might be different than the movie. It might be different. <laughs> so great, great dialogue between Clemenza and Polly. Uh-huh. Uh, so continue. What Then what, did, what does he say? Uh, <laughs> There's a great, great line coming up. He said, well, one line he says is, uh, does he say, watch the kids when you're backing out and I want to get to New York? Well, that's the, yeah, the last thing he says is about the kids. Yeah. But uh, he says, hey, do you know where we can get these mattresses? Oh, and he says. Uh, Clemenza says to Paul, do you know a place where, or do you know a place on the west side? And Paul says, yeah, I'll think about it. Clemenza, that's when Clemenza gets really mad. He, <laughs> oh, that's he's, right. like, he's like, well, I'll think about it while you're driving. I want to get to New York sometime this month. Sometime this month. Clemenza loves to bust Paulie's balls. He does like to, uh, <laughs> You think he's particularly mad at that moment because he feels re- responsible that, that Don Corleone got shot oh, yeah, by I'm one sure of his guys. Uh, I'm sure it's a. Uh, I'm sure that's on his mind. Yeah. Although, like, why does he live so far away from New York City? It's a weird question. Who? Why does Clemenza live like a month a month drive from New York City? It seems like he should be closer to. He seems like he should be closer to the. Well, the way Paulie's driving, he's looking in the rearview mirror at Rocco every two minutes. in reverse the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You don't sneak up on me if I do it this way. <laughs> That's a Fredo move. That was Clemenza's wife. If you drive backwards, <laughs> he's gonna get the jump on you, Archie. Yeah, Say so hello he, to fish. So he says, uh, "No, I want to get to this month." And then also, and then back, back, watch the kids while you're backing out, which we say all the time, I guess, too. That's one of our, one of our go-to lines. Yeah. There's a little bit more in the book, uh, in this scene. Mm-hmm. I just want to highlight. Watch the kids when you're backing out. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, the morning of, right before this scene begins, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemenza is washing his blue Cadillac. Mm. Clemenza, this is something, he, he loved that car and sometimes sat in it for an hour in the driveway instead of sitting inside his house. <laughs> wow. In the book. He just loved that car so much. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever loved a car that much? That I would sit in it for an hour? 
Yeah. Have you? Uh, I don't think of either of us as being car guys. No. But. No. But did I tell you I recently drove or drive? Sorry, I was a passenger in a Tesla. Oh, really? It was fantastic. Wow. Does it live up to the hype? Yeah. And I'm not a car guy, mm-hmm. but one of my colleagues had it and we were going to go to lunch right across the street. And I said, well, let's just walk. She's like, no, I got I to gotta show you something. I said, I, I get, let's, let's drive. I was like, it's right there. She's like, I, just come on. Were you worried that you were getting, uh, that you were getting off? <laughs> well, I sat, in the, I sat in the back to make sure that they couldn't get <laughs> right behind the driver. Jump on me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Andy, get into this Tesla and but move over. I can't see you. In the- Hello, Andy. <laughs> so I was a passenger. It, was, it really was like a rocket ship. We took it down this road and it went from probably five miles per hour to 60 in, I felt like three seconds. Wow. Yeah. And no skidding out or anything like that. So anyway. Is it cushy inside? Oh, it's super comfortable. And what's noticeable is there's no busy dashboard. There's no, it's very simple looking. Mm -hmm. It really is a car from the future. Hmm. Yeah. There's just a big uh, touch screen kind of in the front dash. I think it's so funny that part of the appeal, part of the appeals of Tesla is that they're like electric and, mm-hmm. and good for the environment and everything like that. But yeah. I think it's funny that you drove it to walk, to go across the street. You're like, oh, let's yeah. drive an extra <laughs> mile out of our way to, yeah. <laughs> to show it. But uh-huh. that does sound really cool. Yeah. I totally. Uh, if Definitely. any of our listeners, either they have an extra Tesla they want to get rid of and stuff, mm-hmm. or we will uh, we'll elevate you to the highest Patreon level. Yes, if you will, if you'll, uh, if you get, if you hook us up with a Tesla, and then we'll analyze it on the bonus content. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it a good review. Yeah. So what? Uh, so you donate the car, we'll we drive it. <laughs> good. So I, I'll come up with the music for that. <laughs> for the uh, Tesla's, let's see, Tesla sponsor. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, one other thing from the book about the scene is Clemenza only had one other person go with him, which was Rock which was Rocco, because if it came down to testifying and Rocco turned on him, mm-hmm. it would be his word against Clemenza's. If there was an, an additional person, it could be two against him. Ah, smart. So I think that was one of the, the mob uh, practices to prevent people from testifying against each other. Um, there was a deleted scene here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paulie's wandering around. This whole scene is, tw- is like a half an hour of them driving around the city. He even stops. Paulie parks outside a restaurant. Clemenza goes in and eats without him while they're just waiting in the car. It's good to be a capo <laughs> regime. Yeah. Uh, this is the one I was thinking of specifically because uh, you brought up Rocco. Um, there was a scene where um, that was it was in the Godfather trilogy mm-hmm. where um, Clemenza and Rocco are, are getting ready to, you know, before they pick up, before Paulie's there. And Clemenza gives Rocco, this is from the uh, annotated Godfather screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemenza gives Rocco Lampone a 22 snub nose, right, snub-nose load for the job and tells him he will, quote, make his bones on Paulie in the car. That's right. That's, in that's, the that's interesting that Rocco becomes such a, he's in Godfather 2 and everything. We see him doing the murder that mm-hmm. has him makes his bones. So yeah. it's uh, nice to be here for this moment for Rocco. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, in the uh, book, Puzo points out that when when the family, Clemenza in particular, realizes that Paulie is the traitor, they already start eyeing Rocco to be his replacement. Oh, and so that's, that, good. that's one of the reasons they have Rocco make his bones in this scenario. So then he steps up. Do you think Paulie got his bones by killing his replacement? Oh, is it always like you that know? role is d- destined to be a traitor <laughs> role? 
Well, you know, just in the instead of uh, maybe, you know, instead of firing somebody, they're like, I just kill uh, them and get that's like the uh, you have to hope you get out of that job of being a chauffeur because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm either gonna get killed, some other guy can make his bones, or I'll, I'll yeah, graduate from <laughs> yeah. this job. But uh, congratulations, Rocco, on uh, making your bones. Yeah, that'd be funny if Rocco, once he's in that role. After about six months, he's getting a little nervous, and so he keeps going to Clemenza. I'm like, "Hey, uh, you got you got any new work for me?" I'm uh, he's showing up at six a.m. Really ambitious, <laughs> but not too ambitious. <laughs> yeah. He's there. Clemenza wakes up and goes out to his car in the morning. Rock was there washing it. Hey, boss, cleaning your car, waxing it. I know what kind of wax you like. I think if I was the Don, I would do a Slugworth type thing where I would have someone pretend to be from a rival family. Just to see what people's reaction is. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that doesn't come up. The old double, what do you call that? Uh, a double spy, a double agent? Yeah. You think, like, okay, like Barzini would have a guy who would try to, like, the, let's say the Corleones and the Barzinis make a deal mm-hmm. where they each have one guy on their side be the one to tempt people oh, from the other side. Like excellent. the Barzini guys would be like, hey, Paul, you want to join our side? Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. they did, they'd be like, okay, Corleones, we ratted him out. And then vice Oh, versa. so the, the rat, or not the rat, but the double agent really does work for that well, so, family. So it's believable. But they that have that agreement. Oh, yeah, so it's nice. believable that, yeah. uh, that, that that would be a thing. Because so. someone like Paulie would check him out. Yeah, would make sure that that person really does work for Barzini. I guess the problem though is that <laughs> you'd have to worry. You'd worry that like the Barzini would say, "Hey, Corleone guy, you want to help us out?" And they'd be like, "Yeah," and then not tell the Corleone exactly. Guy. Yeah, so like, maybe it's a the Barzini guy too. says, "Oh yeah, I tried to tempt him, but he didn't take it. But he really <laughs> did. Maybe that really happened. And we just don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> true." Yeah, they were supposed to have told the uh, Barzini was supposed to tell Polly. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to tell Clemens that hey, listen, we talked to Polly and he seemed a little too eager to jump on board. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I talked to Polly. <laughs> to Barzini says, <laughs> "Oh, can I tell this side story?" Um, no time, but go go ahead. Oh my gosh, this was so funny. I was at a work meeting and it was a group of about twenty five people, and someone was showing uh, three different books mm-hmm. that they were. That was being purchased for them. They were all going to get these three books. So the person held up the first book and everyone instinctively went, ooh. <laughs> second book, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And then the third one, what do you think it was? Whoa. It, it kind of was like, ooh. Wait, wasn't it the first one? No, no. The first one was like, oh. Ooh. Usually it's it, ooh and ah. It was ooh ah, but then the third is a little. Oh, that's it. Is they're doing oh. all the vowels, and then they're like ee <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> but I, how did they all learn that? Is was that on a show or is that a, a cliche? Those three sounds. I feel like it's like um. I feel like we've learned it from television, like Wheel yeah. of Fortune or or like uh, Price is Right, where they show the the show, showcase showdown. Oh, like yeah. oh. Everyone yeah. in the audience reacts to it. Definitely ooh, ah, uh, oh. The O one, I know ooh because oh. people say ooh and ah. It's yeah. like, oh, you was you know, they ooh and ah over the, the new car they got. Yeah. But the third one's always oh. the... Oh, uh, I don't know what that actually means. Is it surprise? <laughs> it should be like, aw. <laughs> the third one, you know, the rule of thirds. Yeah. That's the, uh, the, the, the thing there. So, Well, good. I'm glad your uh, co-workers are, are in on the... The catchphrases mm. of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, anything else from under 57? You know, I do have a callback. I have a note that I forgot to include in an earlier minute, but I wanted to make sure I got it in there. Okay. So, because it recently took place. So when when all the Corleone family members, minus Don Corleone, are in the study, mm-hmm. scheming about the next steps to take. Mm-hmm. Plotting. Plotting. Uh, in the book, Puzo wrote that Tessio's men are guarding the godfather at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tessio, so are you I, sure? Because none of Tessio's <laughs> men are there when I went. Stand him up. <laughs> Tessio assures the others that he's safe, uh, and they don't, and that they don't have to worry about him being poisoned by the hospital food because he's on feeding tubes. Okay. Uh, and and Fish, aka Tessio, <laughs> in the book says those the the Bonnie Bonnie those Turks. They believe in poison. They can't get at the dung, though. Not in that way. Hmm. Yeah. I would think that if you're, uh, that you could still be poisoned that way. Through feeding tubes? Yeah. Like they could just, if anything, it's almost be like easier because then you just eject, you know, like they do with uh, ejected in his tube, the poison. But or, they would probably have to get into his room, whereas food is prepared somewhere else. Oh, I see. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. If you. <laughs> If you were a dictator or head of a crime family, yeah, yeah, and it was very common food getting poisoned in the attempt to assassinate someone or you, would you have an underling eat your food, like a food taster, a food tester? Um, that seems really cruel. Well, I mean, better him than me, yeah, or her. Uh-huh. There's no reason a lady can't be a yeah, food kid, kid die from poison from uh, tasting. <laughs> would you my tell food? the person that that's why you had them? trying your food i feel like they would have they would figure it out because like if we sat down and i waited i didn't eat until they started eating and then they had (laughs) swallowed it and stuff and also (laughs) do they take into account like some poisons might be like slow acting or like cumulative or is it like as soon as they eat it and swallow it's like okay it's good (laughs) well they're always doing a weeks ahead of time there's a lag time oh so So the food tester (laughs) tries it and then that meal's ready to eat a week later (laughs) makes sense (laughs) Wait, so then what do they do with the food when it's waiting? Keep it in the fridge? Yeah, they'll just put it on ice or something. So how do they know someone doesn't poison it then? After the food taster's taste. Well, then they have a secondary taster taster right before the the, the Oh, I see. So it was like two stages. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a reasonable thing. I would have someone taste the food. Now, if you were the taster, Mm -hmm. would you subcontract that work out? At a great cost. And would you tell the person that's why they were test, testing it? Because now you have an opportunity. They, this person doesn't necessarily know. Yeah. Because they may not even work for the mob. Uh, this is what I would do. I would say, yes, I would subcontract it out. <laughs> what I would do is I would take the food. Mm-hmm. What's handed to me is the food taster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would then say to the the patsy i'd be like hey you know what i got a job working as a cook as a chef for uh don corleone Mm -hmm. but i want to make sure like can you help me out and taste the food make sure it tastes good i want to make sure he only has the best to go with his sanka because if it's because if it's not good i'll be sleeping with the fishes exactly with luca brazzi oh did you mean with ava code (laughs) (laughs) my punishment is i have to sleep with ava code oh god (laughs) it's Uh, perfect (laughs) 
I got the chains. So, you know, I realized last week, I think it was, we kept saying that I would make messes up all my plans mm-hmm. and it's arrangements. We've been misquoting oh, it. I, wow. I was so embarrassed. Okay. If you can go back and cut those out. I'll over my arrangements. It. This messes up all my arrangements, Tom. <laughs> Can't do it, Sally. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I guess that'll wrap Can't, up minute 57. Can't do it, salmon. <laughs> fish. You think that's what Sal, that's why they call him oh. fish? Because it's like Sal, oh. Salmon. Oh. Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> so when we, we, until they do the Tessio standalone movie. Oh, you think they're going to make fish into a movie? Yeah, you know, like Star Wars, how they had a hand solo uh. movie, like they do a fish movie. Would it be the origins of fish? Uh, I don't know. We have to decide. That sounds like a National Geographic show. The origins of fish. <laughs> I thought it was like behind the music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, then. So um, that's all I have for this minute. I, I love this minute. Oh, yeah, we got to read it. I love it's It's a sort of a deep cut line, but I use it all the time. Which one? Back, watch yeah, the kids? watch the kids while oh, you're yeah. backing out. Yeah, I noticed you use that a lot. I love that. You use it a lot. <laughs> I love that line. It's so Clemenza. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's so Clemenza. It's so under Clemenza's the, wife. Under the thumb of his wife. Like, <laughs> watch the kids when you're backing out because it's in my con, my wife's contract. <laughs> watch the kids when you're backing out, right, honey? <laughs> She's still standing there. <laughs> uh, so what are you going to give it then? I assume you're going to give it a five? I'm going to give it a five. Whoa. I love it. I love Clemenza and Polly interactions. That's true. There aren't Think many about left. it while you're driving. I want to get to New York sometime <laughs> this month. <laughs> and how quickly he just turns. He gets all mad. And the way he says month, too. This month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't go five all the way. I'm not as much of a fan. Not that I dislike it, but I'm going to give it a... Uh, hmm... I would even say three, maybe. Whoa. Because, I mean, it's... it's Polly scene. Hey, Rocco, move over. You're blocking the rear view mirror. <laughs> That's true. That is a great scene. <laughs> There's reference to cannoli. I know, this but, is the, yeah. This is the, the pre Polly death scene. Because the next one... Uh, all right, you're talking... I'll go four. I'll okay, go as high right. as four. Right. I'm not going to go five, though. Okay. I'm not going to insist. <laughs> Unlike uh, Mrs. Clemenza. <laughs> How do we get so far? You, you on a three, me on a five... My youngest, my, my previous score, Exile in Sicily. Uh, huh, was there a scene where, where does Al Pacino, does, Al, does Michael quote that line about how we come so far? Hmm. I'm wondering if like in Godfather 3 when he's having like the meeting with the families, like hmm. he, maybe he echoes something about that. We'll, to keep our, we'll, we'll remember this five years from now when we're doing Godfather 3. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess that'll wrap up minute 57. We're going to stick around for the bonus content, possibly about what kind of their contracts mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And um, Okay, so uh, until next time, watch, watch the kids while you're backing, backing out and take, take the, the cannoli. cannoli.